At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening. It's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proxer, and with me tonight is a box of stars. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. It's so great to have you back in the studio. You, uh, you, you were one of my first ever guests, so I feel like uh, it's wonderful to see you back in again. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, a few years. We'll, we'll certainly get to that in a little bit. Um, we're going to do it a little bit differently tonight. We're actually going to have six full songs. So uh, we're going to start us off with, uh, with two songs. We'd like to introduce the first two songs you're going to play tonight. Sure, yep. The first one's called Genuine the Blues. It came out like a week ago, roughly. And then the second one's called Mosquitoes, and that came out on an EP that we released in... Um, March, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping track. Don't worry. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it away. I don't believe in eternal damnation. Prison wardens are on paid vacations. You quit your job at the radio station when looking for that voice in the sky. But it gets lonely and it gets cold, so you settle just down the road. A little town where no one knows your name. Done it once or twice before. Killing time at the dollar store Stay out while it's still warm Listen to the cicadas sing
Something's wrong, but I don't know why. The night is soft, but the sky hurts. My stomach wouldn't have stayed too long. Like a comet coming, going, gone. I'm not here. I'm not here. And all the mosquitoes hurt And all of the fish feel worthless Even the tomato stars Hate themselves sometimes Cause it hurts just being alive Yes, it hurts just being alive It hurts just being of stars playing is in there with Jenny when the blues and mosquitoes gorgeous guys thank you so much thank you Thanks, um, as I said pleasure to have you back in the studio I think first of all we should go around and introduce everyone um, as it's a slightly different setup from the last time you were in so uh, yeah Macaulay if you want to go and we'll go from uh, left to right I guess sure uh, I'm Macaulay I play acoustic guitar and sing all right, I'm Katie. Katie Hellman, I play bass and sing. I am Bo Malcolm, and I'm playing lead guitar. I'm Jen Tybertson, I play fiddle. Play a little mandolin on the album. I'm Tim Haldeman, and I play drums. Well, pleasure, as I said, to have you back in the studio again. And it's been quite the long hiatus since you were last in. I think it was four or five years. Um, and the band has changed a fair amount. Macaulay, uh, it, it, just y yourself, Jens, the, from the original lineup, is that right? That's probably true. Um, kind of can. And that's true. <laughs> we had, yeah. <laughs> we go back to like the, the first album, really, right? Yeah, totally. Um, we had like kind of a, a rocky start. We just kind of graduated from college and moved here together. And uh, As a band, you, you collectively moved together as a band? Kind of. Um, Tim and I were in another project that um, uh, had had this a few like opportunities kind of at the end of college, and we decided to, we were like, oh, let's move to Burlington together to pursue this band, while a box of stars was kind of happening as well. 
Um, I think what had happened is the other band had broken up. We had been asked to go play South by Southwest, like out of nowhere. And we were like, oh, like, we'll reunite to do this and then move to Burlington as a result. But A Box of Stars had already kind of gotten started. And I think we had recorded maybe the first album at that time. Um, but I don't know if we had a sense of what the project was going to be at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys came to Burlington off the back of another band getting invited to South by Southwest. Box of Stars kind of started as a project. You came out of the great album, by the way, which is well, my album of the summer that year, Days, Days Drunk Off Heat. Fantastic. It was, it really hit the mark for me. Thank and you. then, uh, and then there was nothing for a, for a while. I'm sure you were all doing your own projects. Katie, I've seen you in about 15 different bands in this time. Um, <laughs> How did you how did you all kind of reform as a box of stars and why box of stars? Why why not like a, a new band, a different name, that kind of thing? Huh. Well we sort of played as a box of stars in, around Burlington in, in a couple different formats for the past several years, right? And I, I feel like it's it's just morphed that way, right? Yeah, that's a that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? Let's see. I think I'd been in a bunch of projects in college and felt really exhausted by like the name change thing, especially when like um, I don't know. I just started to feel like maybe it was acceptable to keep you know writing songs and playing with you know at the time. I think just just you Yen's going into COVID really. Um, but, you know, Tim and I have been playing music together for, like, close to a decade. And so, like, I don't know, it just, it didn't, I, I'd never considered, like, that it wouldn't be a box of stars, I guess. Uh, I feel stylistically, obviously, very similar. I think that the, the, the biggest thing that's changed between, like, kind of the, the proto or Mark One of Box of Stars and this Box of Stars is, is you, Katie. Um, the, your, your vocals um, are extraordinary. Oh. Just, I always just brag about you guys all the time. I always tell oh. people that you come see you. <laughs> and and one of the biggest reasons is because, Kate, your voice with, with Macaulay is we've got this kind of Tom Waits gravel with with kind of Jefferson Airplane over here. And <laughs> yeah. the, the, the two combined is remarkable. But the, the proto box of stars also had obviously fantastic vocalist Ca Caroline, I think I remember. So close. Oh, Claire. is it? Claire. Yeah. Ah, damn it. <laughs> It's been six years. Um, so fair. <laughs> uh, but Kate, you've kind of come into some pretty large shoes to fill, and you've kind of got rid of those shoes and put on different shoes oh. entirely. It's uh, <laughs> so. How did how did Katie do? How did you kind of get involved in this? Oh yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. That is really kind. Um, yeah. So Macaulay and Bo were roommates over the pandemic, and Bo and I started dating right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we were spending. We were like potted up. Right. Um, and we would share songs and yeah, we weren't like, um, I don't think we like had in the trajectory that we were going to like collaborate. It kind of happened organically over time. Macaulay and I collaborate on some video projects for Bo and I's band called The Burning Sun. We make music videos together and, um, yeah. And then it kind of was like, Macaulay was like, will you sing on the album? And then we'll do kind of like a trade cause we'd just been offering these different things back and forth and then yeah from there from after recording I feel like it was just kind of like oh let's keep doing it so we live like right across the street from each other so it's pretty convenient mm -hmm. and fun and yeah me and Bo just like loved the songs we've been hearing 
I mean, these new ones we hadn't heard until more recently, but like over the pandemic, just in song shares and whatnot, just really trying to encourage each other and stay creatively engaged. But yeah, it's feeling really, really fun. I've never played in someone else's band before, so that feels like really nice. And um, yeah, it can kind of like feel more relaxed. It takes, it's just way, yeah, it's way more relaxed. I'm not like screaming my head off um, the whole time. So that feels good. <laughs> There's moments, but yeah, that's kind of, and I feel, yeah, just so, so grateful. I, these songs are so moving and, um, it's, it's meeting another like creative need for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious about how some of these songs come together because Katie, sometimes you are, uh, you're right there with Macaulay kind of like duetting mm -hmm. a song. Sometimes you, you just kind of like that little extra bit of spice in the background. Do you two kind of talk through this when Macaulay you kind of introduce a, a song to the band or Katie, do you kind of listen to it first and then put in what you feel is necessary? Uh, how, how does this kind of process work? Yeah, I feel like it's been pretty organic. Like you show us songs, some of them you've like for the ones on the album, we, Bo and I would like spend time with them at home kind of arranging. And then um, more recently, like most of the ones we're playing, um, Macaulay would just bring to practice and we just kind of all go for it and that's really fun um, and then kind of refine it from there but yeah I feel like um, but even last night we had rehearsal last night and there's like a new one and I don't know I feel like there's lots of possibilities for what we can do now that we're like we've got a set down and there's like space for sort of deepening and collaboration and seeing what can happen mm -hmm. yeah um Macaulay, uh, as kind of Kate was alluding to, I mean, these, these songs are very sweet. They're very intimate. Thanks. Um, I think what really works, at least for me and my partner Annie, is they, even though they're incredibly personal, they very much relate and kind of put me in a mindset of a place where whatever you're singing about, I've been in there myself in some way, shape or form. How does it feel to you to kind of bring these songs that are clearly very personal to, A, first of all, the band, must you know these are all your friends um and then and kind of second of all to like you know as a stranger how does it feel to kind of stand off the stage and, and kind of really bear your heart out it's interesting i think um you know these songs the oldest of these songs that we're currently playing were written kind of as like early days of covid and i feel like that was like a really big kind of like um creative break from I me mean, in, in the sense that like over the course of pretty much my whole songwriting journey up until that point, a lot of what I was writing was really kind of like abstract and dreamlike and dense. And I felt really comfortable doing that. And I think maybe in part because it wasn't hyper-personal or mm -hmm. revealing. And I could like find ways to create these scenes that I felt were interesting without kind of like giving myself away, so to speak. And then at a certain point that became kind of exhausting. And um, I don't know, I think just like the temptation to reveal more and read about daily life, like these smaller moments became more appealing. And to be honest, I wrote a bunch of material that I thought like maybe, like can I share this because it was more personal. Like, you know, it didn't feel clear to me. And honestly, like during the song shares that, you know, um, Katie was talking about with, with Katie and Bo, um, that was kind of like the first opportunity I had to share those songs. And I remember playing, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I think I played Museum of Light y'all mm -hmm. one day yeah. I remember shaking so hard being like I like can't I like shouldn't be sharing this because <laughs> <laughs> of course you live with these guys basically yeah. at the beginning yeah. of COVID so a lot of the 
experience you were going through, they probably were privy to it in, in one form or another, but obviously not as laid out as maybe in a, as in a, in a track. Totally. And, and it's funny looking back now, I, I don't actually think of that song as like super in-depth personal, but at the time <laughs> it was like the most that I'd revealed. And um, after that got like a good response, I was like, okay, maybe this is okay. Um, it was more than okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think just because of that initial response and then like subsequent showing, like going deeper and showing songs that were even more on the nose about just, yeah, yeah, um, it, it, it has felt increasingly comfortable. At this point, sharing them doesn't feel like anything. I think, um, or I shouldn't say that. It feels good. Like, I, I, I think... Um, Again, I, I I think a lot of the experiences um, that I'm writing about are fairly universal, and so while they are specific to me, I don't I don't think they're alienating either to other people. Right. Um, and so, like, hopefully, it's a feeling of kind of like us all sharing yeah. something. Um, that's the goal, I guess. But yeah. I mean, it certainly works. I mean, there's the certain lines that just keep on sticking with me. Um, that obviously your own personal experience, but you know, takes me back to teenage years, to twenties, to late twenties, to early thirties. Um, uh, song Heaven, for example, that you that uh, you made a video for, which I'll talk about in a minute. I mean, uh, first time we listened to this, Radio Bean and and, and Annie cried. Um, and I, <laughs> you know, this is this is your story about you and someone else in a particular moment, but. It's, it's so kind of personal and so kind of universal at the same time that it can really bring, it brings those real emotions. And I, I guess it's the way you play it as well. And, and the, the way you've set this whole thing up, but it, it's really quite remarkable. And it's, it's why you're one of our favorite bands, honestly. Thank you. Um, well, that being said, I uh, would love to hear another couple of tracks. So what have you got? All right, we're gonna play another, another new one. It's called Movies Later. I know what's coming next Forever's just a hundred seconds Thinking about How I'm sick of making deals Between my past and present yields The future dressed in black steals Forever from your hand You're so pretty, you're so anxious I'm so spent and I'm so aimless Let's secret and shake our way into thinking we're in love. And maybe we'll get lucky, we'll get sober, and we'll get healthy. But still have no idea how to make the days and nights. So thank you, I love you, goodbye. I'll see you at a funeral When our college friends die Or at a birthday party On the other side Of memory How does it feel To never doubt 
turning wheel To pepper down the empty field The seasons nor the rain But it's not that I want the past, no I want a photograph To live in like a little shack An endless thing Your smile acres there The dogs asleep on rocking chairs We're talking about the movies later And maybe dinner out Guess what I miss the most Joking about the friends we know Pressed together, warm and close Whispering aloud So thank you, I love you, goodbye I'll see you at a funeral When our college friends die Or at a birthday party on the other side of remembering And I'll be different then But it's hard to say just time all right movies later there by box of stars um so your sound is incredibly unique so also the way that you've set yourselves up i mean not every band has a fiddlist for example <laughs> not every band has female male vocalist doing duets is this was this ever a conscious choice or is this kind of the way that it kind of molded and melded together hmm. let's see <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean the and I just have a long history of playing together so it's i don't know what you think i mean i feel like it's just like felt like oh yeah like that's I, I never like thought of that in terms of in terms of like a choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did Logan introduce you to? Maybe Andrew Poyer. Yeah, I think we met in college through another musician that I played a lot of music with then, and I don't really know how we started playing together. Maybe for a recording that Macaulay was doing, uh, put some violin on that, and yeah, we neither of us have left Vermont. For an extended period of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else are you supposed to do? I'm just saying. I absolutely love McCoy's music, and like I think um, to be supporting music like that is kind of a, a true gift. So. Jens, as a fiddlist yourself, like uh, a lot of bands put in fiddle for a track or a couple right. of tracks. Not not many bands kind of have that as as a standard instrument in the same way drums or a bass would be. Um, has the, uh, this is kind of a question for both of you, has the, the, the way that you've written these, mu the, these tracks together, has it kind of been built around the fact you can have strings? Um, the, the Jens is going to be there because you two, you know, apparently are in Sephiroth for the last decade. So you, you, <laughs> you have to be able to basically build a, a track around that. Or is this, as you said, is there anything you've ever actually been conscious about? Um, it's interesting. I think, um, 
there's kind of two sides to that. In one way, my playing has certainly been morphed, probably, you know, through some sort of reincarnation, through playing with Macaulay for so long, to fit better with how I feel his music mm. sounds right. Um, and at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if vice versa of that has happened, but I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's definitely true, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I feel like us rehearsing is really kind of like this, uh, like the song exists and it has like a, its own little shape. And then all of us are kind of like trying to kind of like fit in around it. And I feel like there's always kind of like consciousness around kind of like where each part is going to go. And that certainly includes violin. I mean, like, um, yeah, I think it's because we do have a history and like, I, I don't know. I, I think in terms of like how that started, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember being like, a teenager and starting to write songs and being like violin and like female vocalists were like in my head top of your list totally. like this is what we for, need for whatever first. reason and i don't i never think about that now it just is kind of like what's been going on um but i'm sure that like played a role in some ways but yeah i i, I think um what's it called I, I feel like just um inherently playing with other people you your sound is going to shape like mm. to them and with them and like it's always happening. Like. Uh, it just makes me think that, you know, female vocalist and, and violin has always been something you've been writing for. Maybe, maybe you become friends with Jens because of this whole, you know, not, not consciously, <laughs> but you know, you, you know what I mean? Right. Like that, that's why you end up becoming good friends because this is the sort of person you're going to attract and Jens vice versa. So too bad you didn't find a female vocalist that plays violin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Save so much money that way. Uh, talking of strong connections, Tim at the back there. Hi Tim, not spoken to you too much so far. Um, so uh, as Tim let me know the other day, Macaulay, you were Tim's best man, which is very sweet. But also, Tim, you only came back to Burlington a few, few, a couple of years ago, roughly, like three yeah, or four years ago. Yeah, three years ago recently. Yeah. So, so having Tim, like you know, old college roommate, kind of come in, it, did that change anything in any way for for either of you? Was it was it? Did you get rid of the old drummer real quick when you heard Tim was back in town? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think luckily there was no one else to. To get to fire because we would have had to do that for sure. Yeah, it would have been weird, but yeah, didn't have to go through that. Luckily, well, it's um, funny because even though there was like a, a hiatus for a while where I wasn't, we weren't living in the same place. I kind of like always assumed that we were still doing something. You know, like we were still. I was like, yeah, yeah we're just, just like playing music together, but we probably didn't do that for like two or three years. Like, totally I just yeah. felt like it was still happening for some reason because we had. So when I think about how long we've been playing music together, I don't think like there was a period of time where we just weren't doing that because it kind of just feels like it never happened at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, that's really funny. I guess like, yeah, in reality, there were like several years where it wasn't happening. I like never considered that until now. Like it just like, <laughs> it feels like so established, I guess. Like, yeah. Well, the, oh, everyone in the band's got strong connections. I mean, uh, but best man, you guys have been friends for 10 years. You two are, uh, are partners. Um, mm -hmm. You live across the road from each other. It, it seems like this this band was almost destined in a in a weird way. So, uh, yeah, keep 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 going from <laughs> apparently from the universe. Um, <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear another song. So, what you guys got for us? Sure, we're gonna play a quiet one. It's called Hidden Song. doing a quick formation change. Timmy, coming north. 
Nee. Na, Jumps ist schon. Stage North. Stage North. freezing to death consider cutting your hair and she crosses your mind at the predictable time passing walnut street try not to despair there's nothing to be done when we lose the ones we love there's no action to retract time's passing remember or forget it makes no difference it happened it happened Hidden song. That's a gorgeous gem. Again, a lot of very relatable lines, especially about TurboTax. Constant, constant wriggle in the back of my mind. Um, so let's talk about you guys getting into the studio again. So congratulations, getting some singles out now. Uh, Jenny, Win the Blues, which you played at the top of the the. The uh, the show is one of the singles that's come out. Uh, I'm not sure which the other one is. Is it Heaven? Heaven, yeah. Yeah, beautiful song. Um, so when did you get back into the studio? Obviously, EB, EP come out, is, is come out. There's an album on the way. But when did this whole process start? Let's see. 
No one, no one remembers. No one knows. Um, <laughs> I think lost July? to the sounds of time. That sounds right. Last time in July. Nice it was hot. It was hot. It was so hot. It was hot. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. we're figuring this out by temperature. Oh, <laughs> it, it was like... mosquito bites. Yeah, it was memorable. We, we were all kind of like half joking, but half serious that it was going to sound very sweaty. Um, <laughs> and I think it comes through on the record for yeah. sure. See, the first yeah. album, Days Drunk Off Heat, yeah. was also a very sweaty album. <laughs> That's so do fair. You, do you just record when you're very hot. <laughs> I think there's something to it. I don't know. This discomfort. And, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Stimulating, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, you've got kind of thick songs, you know. You kind of, you wade, you wade through the songs that you, you, you sing in a, in a great way, by the way, but it, it does kind of give off that, you know, kind of trudging through a river in August kind of vibes to it. Potent. <laughs> Potent, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's thick. Um... So you got in the studio last last summer. Was yeah. did you have an album in mind then, or was it like we just want to get something down? Well, um, essentially, those we keep, we keep coming back to the song share, but I guess it is relevant. Um, the songs that were kind of being shared at the time were part of a collection that I released, like home recorded demos of over COVID. Mm. I don't know. There was like a point in time where it was like, is this going to be possible again? Like mm -hmm. doing this. And um, I think I just wanted to kind of like get them all out there and not think about them anymore. Um, so we, there were 16 songs from that collection. We took eight of them and last summer recorded them at Future Fields um, with Ian Steinberg, shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's um, playing a show right now. Oh, he no, is. <laughs> yeah, playing a show right now. Uh, <laughs> Where's he playing? What's, who's Wait, he with? Playing solo at solo. the Radio Bean. Solo at the Radio Bean. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Shout out to Ian. Um, but anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so you got, in, <laughs> you got into the studio with Ian. Oh, yeah, to record those kind of like, you know, a whittled down version of the yeah. 16 songs I'd written over COVID. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know, I, I, I think in terms of like other studio plans, like I have 10 more songs that I wrote that we're currently arranging together that I think will be recorded sometime in the next year, but yeah. So the album's come out, and is there any EP songs on the album? And is that, is that, or is it the EP songs and you got the album, or is it very it's separate? separate? It yeah. is separate. The EP songs also written during COVID? I think so, most of them. Some of them prior to COVID. You're probably right. They had like a different life before that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're all very different people back then. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, so you've kind of got this trove that you wrote during COVID, and there, and and you're kind of still playing through them. Uh, does it feel like when you sing them, it's kind of a snapshot in time, or has the songs kind of evolved as we've moved out of COVID, uh, as we've ignored COVID and decided we're just going to get on with life anyway? But uh, the. <laughs> Are the songs kind of like this snapshot, this this moment where you 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 were stuck inside with obviously great people, but at the same time kind of trapped like everyone else, uh, or or do you now feel that they're kind of evolving now? You've kind of given them this this new life. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I I have like my answer in terms of like being the person who's like writing the lyrics. I'm also curious what everyone else feels about this because I don't know. It might be <laughs> different, but I I think when I write, it's always very um, I go through phases where I'm writing all the time and then not at all for maybe like a year. And so it's always, it always feels like a really kind of direct snapshot of a point in time. Um, the songs from the album that we're putting out next week, 
I, this is like, I feel like usually I'll read a book or watch a movie and like an album comes out of it. Um, this album is like kind of like, I read like Reading Sweetgrass and like wrote an album. <laughs> and like, it's like Reading Sweetgrass, the album kind of. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think the songs that, you know, we're, we're kind of like rehearsing and arranging now. I went through a big breakup. Um, when was that? Like almost two years ago now, which is crazy. Um, and very quickly afterwards, just wrote about maybe 10 songs. Uh, thought they were maybe too personal to share once again, but we're going for it. So, <laughs> Love yeah. it. I'm very glad, glad you are. Uh, just curious about the, uh, so what was the, f was it a film or a book you read or watched that kind of inspired the album? Oh, uh, the, the, in terms of the album that's coming out next week, it was a book called Burning Sweetgrass. Burning Sweetgrass. Yeah. Is it like you kind of put the book down and then boom, you just, you would scribble in a way in a notebook or were you writing it throughout or did you just always have it in mind when you were writing a track and in fact it took quite a while to kind of get these songs together, but it was always kind of centered on this particular book? I feel like, I feel like usually when other pieces of art inspire me, it's because there were things in that work that I had felt but hadn't been, hadn't been able to kind of like properly mm -hmm. put into words or like embody, I guess. And um, yeah, I think there were just um, ideas in that book that I felt and uh, had kind of like sifted through on my own before, but like seeing them in the author's words were like, oh, like, you know, it just kind of like gave the possibility for uh, my own writing. Mm. And yeah, I think that happens pretty frequently, even like, Sometimes like gestures in, in movies, just the way that two people move will we'll bring that out, I guess. Just like, uh, it can be anything really. Like, I think, yeah, the way things look or feel, uh, I think can be really fertile ground for kind of like bringing to the surface ideas that have been kind of like, that have existed within you for a while, but maybe just haven't like fully formed. Right, right. And obviously that artist or author or what have you has finally put voice to those feelings. Um, I'm as you were curious yourself. I'm now curious about how everyone else feels about these tracks that obviously you heard during COVID. Macaulay brought them to you in these song shares. Do do you see these as a snapshot, or as you've played them over and over again now, going to the recording studio now, seeing it coming out as an album, which uh, as you mentioned is coming out next week, and I believe is called something Hood. Is that a call back to the the book at all, or is that something else entirely? There aren't really any direct callbacks. It's, um, I don't know if there's really any themes from the book. It's more just a feeling, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, there, I don't know. I, I don't think, um, you, you certainly don't have to read the book to, to I kind of want to album. now. You should, it's, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's but, um, highly recommend. Highly recommend. But I wrote it down. Oh, uh, awesome. That's what I was doing just a second ago. Yeah. Amazing. Putting sweet grass. No but, direct linkage, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm curious is, if anyone else, uh, do you guys see it as a snapshot or do you guys, have you guys kind of, have these, these songs kind of grown as you've been playing them or and, and got them recorded and as I said, now getting them out as an album? I could speak to that a bit. Um, I think Macaulay released those quote unquote demos, which are really beautiful music. Um, these home recorded songs like a week or two and like after I moved in with you. And um, they definitely, uh, yeah, are emblematic of a particular time in in history, you know, <laughs> in in life and our life together. Um, I also think it's funny because with those songs that are going to be released shortly, 
um, the process of arranging them was so much different because Katie and I were only um, offering harmonies. Mm. Whereas the songs that we've been working on more recently, um, you know, it's a it's a new band, and um, there's more uh, conversation about arrangement, how parts are sort of speaking to one another, um, mm. and I just feel thrilled to be part of that because I I think it's worth mentioning um, Green Mountain College is the place where uh, the four of us met and then. Katie and I met in Burlington, and um, it's just a, it was such a wonderful place. It's no longer, the campus is still there, uh, but no longer an institution. Um, and uh, as soon as I heard Macaulay's songs, I, I was really taken by them and wanted to be some part of a creative project together. Um, and by some circuitous meandering route, we eventually landed there, yeah. So I feel like these songs, um, that are about to be released, they, they still touch that same mm. spot. You know, the emotion of that earlier time still rings true. It feels like a fairly serendipitous spot for all of you, mm -hmm. though. So it's, it's to have songs that kind of are part of that moment and to be yeah. able to just sing them now and to be part of your life now actually feel, I, I don't know, for, from an yeah. outside perspective, it, it sounds like it'd be quite nice. Mm -hmm. I feel like the album is like its own world and then like the current iteration of the songs they almost feel like different songs yeah. at this point Agreed. because yeah. yeah the arrangements are are different in terms of what we're bringing and there's no you know we don't have piano um, it was an upright bass so I feel like the album this the tracks feel like they're capturing a time um, but the the current iteration of the live performance of the songs feels very fresh and like um emergent mm -hmm. kind of the best of both worlds on this one yeah um well we'd love to hear another song so what have you got and is it from the new album it's from geez we're like really uh we're doing playing some really new stuff <laughs> I, I love it <laughs> i think um most of what we're playing like during the set and like most of our live sets are um from the album that's not released, going to be released next week, but maybe next year at some point. <laughs> and it's because they're songs that we all kind of arrange together. And so I think it feels the most exciting to approach that material. Yeah. Yeah. I love, we always love an exclusive as well. I, I, I want to hear it before everyone else does. Total. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> cool. This one's called Wong Kar Wai. much I know you, this much I know you, this much. This much I love you, this much I love you, this much. Love you like the daylight, love you like the blue sky, love you like the night. Love you like a train ride, love you as the crow flies and the passing by. Love you like a downwind, love you like cold skin and tears in your eyes. Love you like an old friend, 
Love you like a good end, but it's time, it's time. This much I know you, this much I know you, this much. This much I love you, this much I love you, this Um, so let's talk a little bit about the music videos you just got out. And I literally just saw them this, this evening. So I, I watched them both back to back and I was like, you guys just had a really good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> In the Northeast Kingdom. And then like, yeah, that, the footage will do for both songs. Yeah. Uh, so for, for Heaven and uh, I care, uh, Heaven and what's the other song that you did it for? Was it, was it Jenny? Um, the music video? Yeah, the music video. So oh, Crickets. Crickets, that's it, yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that, because it's filmed in Super 8, which your know, music just fits very, very well with. Uh, but yeah, did, was it that's the case? Did you guys just go up to the Northeast Kingdom for a weekend and just got it's someone to film? It's a birthday party. <laughs> it was a birthday, it was a birthday party, yeah. birthday. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Who was on the Super 8? I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, is that something, it's like a hobby of yours, or did you buy it specifically for this? Do, do, do you know that your music fits so well with it? Is that something you had in mind? Um, well, that's, uh, so like my, my day job, I'm, I'm a photographer and videographer. Mm. And, um, right. Yeah, and so I work with Super 8 occasionally, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it does, it felt, it felt appropriate at some point. Um, I think I had this idea, I don't know if we'll stick to it or not, but this conceptual idea where it was like, oh, well, what if every music video was just like, you know, 
a fun time with friends on Super 8. Like, that's, like, the whole, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think during college, when we were touring with some of these people um, in another band called Ava Marie, I would film all of our tours, and it would kind of make these, like, you know, just, like, wacky compilation videos of driving around together. And I think the Super 8, you know, going to the Northeast Kingdom for a weekend and just filming the, the whole thing carries some of the same energy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think, um, again, a lot of, like, thematically, a lot of the, these newer songs are kind of about um, finding um, meaning in, in, like, everyday life and small moments. And I think that Super 8, like, lends itself well to that idea. I mean, it looked like you guys had a ton of fun, to be honest. What a big moment uh, that you seem to enjoy yourself in. Although I did see some Oak Ridge Park. I was like, this is not all Northeast Kingdom. Oh, I definitely man. spy yeah. some of these areas. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's cameo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because right. Macaulay had a two-part birthday party. Two-part birthday party. One in the Northeast Kingdom, and then part two was at Oak Ridge Park. So this is opportunities Kept for going. everyone. Yeah. I, would, I would love to get the location of that swimming hole. It looked amazing. Oh, yeah. I'll fill you in, yeah. for sure. Uh, my fiance Annie is actually from the Northeast Kingdom, so yeah, she, we we were, we were examining the video, being like, well, where is that? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to geotag the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so lastly, you, you, your your new album, the first of two. I feel like it's your your, your album part one, and then there's going to be one next year. So, but something heard comes out uh, at the end of this month. Um, are you got anything planned for it? Is there going to be an album launch party? Are you going to be playing any gigs? Where can we see you? Can we buy some tickets, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. We have like a kind of a quiet summer. Um, we're playing at um, the Dancing Pig Fest in Northfield, Vermont. That's on July 22nd. That'll be super fun. And then we're playing at Birdsong Fest in Middletown Springs on September Third? That sounds right. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. We a, a lot of our um, shows have been like fairly last minute, um, just a copy on board bills and doing that whole thing. And so I, I assume there will be more dates, but I think you'll have to, if folks want to follow along, that's maybe the only way to. So keep so up no to date. like album launch party or anything. You just kind of you know you're gonna be playing where you're playing, and that's that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, maybe this is like flawed logic. I think I felt because these songs have, have technically been out in the world as demos, I didn't want to make like too big of a thing about them. Right. Um, maybe that's silly, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, in fact, you guys are in lots of bands. I mean, is this is is it kind of difficult to juggle? Well, uh, Katie, I'm looking at you, really. I mean, I, I must have heard you in four, four bands. I mean, I don't know how many you're in right now, but I think I can think of four bands that I've seen you in. Well, they've all been just my mainly... Yeah, none of them have been other people's projects until this point. So right now... The other band that I'm in is The Burning Sun, which mm. I'm in with Bo and Steve, who was on Rocket Chat with me. Um, and then we just got a new bandmate. But yeah, so it's mainly really like those two. I'm going to start playing a little bit with a friend. but um, Playing yeah, the harp, I, by the way. Playing the harp, which oh. I don't actually know how to play, but I'm <laughs> I saw learning. that in the C-Pray yes. film on my Wednesday. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> learning how to play it. It's really fun. You really, really were sweet. looking for clues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was. But, a, it looked like a really good swimming hole. Yeah. yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> the rope swinging everything. But I feel like yeah. Aside from just like, it is. 
I feel like we're finding a good flow with it. This has been like a bunch of days. Oh, we were just reflecting. We did like last Thursday we had a show. Then this weekend we played at Bo's mom's party. Then mm-hmm. we had a rehearsal Monday of Burning Sun, rehearsal Tuesday, Box of Stars, and now we're here. So we're just like, Ugh. But for the most part, it's not that busy. I guess we're just all busy people and we're like mm-hmm. entering our 30s and we're just like, you know, trying to create, carve out and like hold that space for the creative Sometimes you need to sleep, you know? Yes. For like 11 hours a night. Yes. Um, well, uh, we've got about time for one more song. Uh, I've really appreciated you coming in and playing like a long set. I feel like this is a, f- a format that we might continue on. Yeah. Six songs, I think, is a, is a good amount of songs. Um, but before you guys go, uh, if folks are listening and want to find you, how, how does one find you? I think it's pretty simple. I think we're at a box of stars for all of our online things. Uh, pretty sure that's true. Yeah, Spotify, Instagram, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, Bandcamp yeah, yeah, all under a box of stars. And uh, the the new album will be released on like Spotify and, and all of that jazz as well. All of it. Yep. Next Wednesday, a week from today. Well, that'll be what I listen to next Wednesday. Woo-hoo, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what song have you got to play us out with? Uh, Adirondacks. All right.
box of stars playing us out with Adirondax. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. This has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for Yay, having us. Thanks for thank you, us. Tom. Come in again. you got another album coming out. I know. <laughs> yeah. Too many songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say six months from now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all we've got time for this evening. Uh, we are off next week, but uh, as there is a labor night at the soccer team that I am going to I support. So we, uh, we've got next Wednesday off. Um, and so we'll be back um, on the 28th with Adriana and the Bananas. Uh, but for tonight, this has been WOMMLP operating at Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. Cheers.